0: Hey, blitzers, you're about to listen to an interview with Dan Illick on the 16th of January, uh, 2024. Approximately 8.20pm in the evening, uh, Melbourne time. And uh, we had a chat with uh, Dan regarding his millionth download show that will be in Melbourne on the 1st of February uh, at the Malthouse Theatre. And links are in the show notes, as always. uh, Please enjoy. We talked to Dan about quite a few things, actually and the fact that he's just moved from Sydney to the Southern Highlands. So enjoy. Dan
1: Ellick. These fires are certainly not a function of climate change. They're just a function of life in Australia. Why would a scientist want to change people's vote? I mean, uh, uh, this, this is, the, the, you saw the spin over the past week as they drip
2: That's
0: fed. A poll that came out last the... month which found one this in four cold. Americans is sceptical of the yeah, effects yeah, of climate change and thinks this issue's been exaggerated. <laughs> it's cold. You're listening it's to Green, Green There Done That you. on the New Blurt with Wency and the Geekster.
1: Good evening, and- Dan. How are you going? Great to have you on the show. Thank you very much well, for your time. Well, thanks. Congratulations on 150 episodes. I remember when I was 150 episodes old, and boy, it was draining. So I hope you uh, you also are feeling drained, but maybe um, a sense of achievement at the same time.
2: Most nice, definitely. Yes. It's been- it's been a fun ride, hasn't it?
1: <laughs> well, you've been
0: part of that so 150 quite a bit. I mean, as I said, every time 25 came down around, <laughs> uh, we, we got you back on and tried to boost the ratings. And,
1: uh, and Look, uh, I, don't know, I don't think me being on anything boosts anyone's ratings. But um, <laughs> uh, you've got to give it a go. You've got to give it a go.
0: No, I agree, I agree with that. Actually, talking about giving it a go, now you have just uh, clicked over your milestone of a million shows, I believe, mm. uh, with a rational fear. a million
1: fear. shows, uh, sadly. No, we haven't. Sorry, downloaded. a million We've downloads. A million <laughs> downloads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Freudian so slip there. So. That's
1: exciting. You, you must trying? be
2: about 150 years old if you did a million shows.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my God. Imagine if we done a million. It's, quite, it's possible. It's quite possible to do. Um, no, not a million shows, but, um, yeah, a million downloads, yeah, which is kind of what... But um, if I was on maths, which is what my first episode of a podcast would do, it would easily do a million downloads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, it's taken us 12 years to reach a million downloads. Um, but that, that's still that's still a million's big, a lot more than none. That's for mm. sure.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, sure. look, if, I mean, if you're always comparing, I mean, you can compare yourself to anything. I mean, I remember I uh, was uh, having a look at, I think it was Michael Moore and he he reached a million downloads in about I think it was oh it's ridiculous. It was in like a, a month. Or, <laughs> or, or something. It was just, you know, it's just crazy. And I think Richard Feidler's uh, got quite a few as well, I believe.
1: Yeah, Richard Feidler, he has got the most downloads of anyone in Australia. And incidentally, he's doing our millionth download show, which we're putting on in the Melbourne, at, uh, at, at the House in Melbourne in a couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, I booked I his tickets, so I booked his accommodation. He's mm-hmm. replies to the email, so he's coming. Um, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, on stage with us um, in a couple of weeks. Have you had him on any of your shows before no but we've had the oh no i was gonna say we've had all the other doug anthony all-stars but that's not true we haven't had tim on i need to get tim on yeah, um no but no we've had paul on um we haven't had richard on before and we haven't had tim on so richard's the next one and then i'll get tim on in a couple um, i'm gonna I'll make it my mission to get tim on before the end of the year for sure mm. yeah
2: i, I think you can be get them cool. reu- uh, joined <laughs> up again uh, re- like a reunion
1: no, well, I think Paul would have something strong words to say about that. Yeah, he's, yeah I um, think so. He's, he's a bit, he's a bit, um, he's a bit burnt by the whole process.
0: Yeah, I, um, I've read a book by uh, Flacco. You know the, I can't remember the, oh, yeah. the, the, the guy who played
2: mm. uh, Abbott, something Abbott. No, no, that's no, no. A,
1: that's the a Sandman. That's a yeah, Abbott is Sand a Sandman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, Paul, it's Paul something, but I can't remember. But that yeah, that was really interesting. They did talk about the burnout. Uh, he talked about the burnout process because obviously he was there from day one, sort of big gig stuff, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, but yeah, no, look, really, really interesting. And you got some great guests there on the millionth uh, show as well. It's not just Richard uh, Fidler. You've got uh, Kirsty Wiebeck, I believe, very funny
1: lady. Kirsty Wiebeck, Sammy Shah, Charlie Pickering. Uh, Andy McClellan's going to be DJing the whole show. Uh, we're going to try and do a Zoom call with Lewis Hobber. Uh, mm-hmm. Though it is his full first week of parenting, solo parenting. Oh, um, wow. so he couldn't actually come down to Melbourne for it, which is a real shame. He told me <laughs> that about um, a month after I'd you know, already booked the show in. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know it's in the diary, but, uh, but uh, my partner, she, she's got to go back to work full time. So I'm solo dadding for... Um, for that week, and I'm like, well, fair enough, no worries. Yeah. So, that's um, uh, we'll try and get him on the on the Zoom, see if that works. So, you
2: might, you might get hubba and the baby on the Zoom at the same time, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, maybe the, a nappy change Lewis or something. Promet, like that.
1: Lewis has promised <laughs> there will be screaming, though. So I met, I you know, I hung out with Olive, his daughter, on the weekend, mm-hmm. and she's not so much a screamer, she's a squeaker, she's a, she's a real squeaky one. She's not, mm. she, I wouldn't say a screamer, that's for sure.
0: No, that's that's nice. That's very, I love the name Olive too. It's awesome. It's good to have some of the old names. Oh, uh, she's
1: a gorgeous yeah. kid. Like solid hair. Just, just you know, just like Lewis. Good, good, <laughs> good furry hair going on there. One thing I uh, did want to talk
0: to you about: uh, out of the million downloads, uh, and obviously, I'm not sure how many shows you're up to, but what what would be one of the most standout? I mean, you've had a few. I mean, you've had so many different experiences. I mean, you've gone up to the um, I think, uh, not East Timor, uh, up to the um, Torres the North. Strait, yes, the Torres Strait, and you've had heaps of different types of shows, etc., for quite a long time. So, any that sort of stand out to you at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think you know, we've had some of our best shows in the last few years, so it. You know, those early shows at the FBI Social in King's Cross were fantastic. They were really electric shows I really thought we were making something special back in those early days. Um, And they were all
0: live, yeah?
1: They were all live, yeah. So for the first year, I think Rational Fear was live um mm-hmm. about once a month and uh we you know we do we kind of do what we do now with our live shows kind of panel panel show with individual performers doing doing something so that tradition has kind of held on in those early days we had some great kind of great guests on um like um Layla McKinnon she came on uh we did a, a current affair with Irrational Fear and it was <laughs> fantastic um and we've had um dr carl on tim flannery on back in those early days uh you know we did a u.s election special four years ago with anthony scaramucci um oh, nice, came on nice. when we had uh, francesca fiorentini and <laughs> uh, and dave anthony on at the same time and then scaramucci popped into the zoom chat and they all lost their shit they thought it was the worst thing ever <laughs> and so that was really good uh, you know ben rhodes former national security advisor for Barack Obama joined us to talk national talk of kind of foreign policy. That was really cool. And we revealed that when they used to get frustrated with Tony Abbott, they would all watch the Julia Gillard misogyny speech to cheer them up. (laughs) That was really good. Um, And and our recent live shows over the last probably two years have been exceptional. So we did a great press freedom show a couple of years ago, 2019. Um, That was with Ray Martin and Ben Fordham and Alice Workman. And it was just a, a really electric live show, um, uh, and oh, Kate, <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was just so good. Um, and then we did a show about secrets um, and kind of how Australia is the most secretive country on earth. And uh, that, I think, uh, yeah, was that but, a pod? There was. We did a show, we did that as a part of the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. That was a great live, oh, wow, great cool. live show um, with David McBride. He was on stage and, of course, he's li- very likely to go to jail this year for, um, for you know, telling us things that we should all know, you know, that Australians yeah. committed war crimes in Afghanistan. So this is um, just sometimes. sometimes we stumble into a topic when we do our live shows, which are usually themed, Um, that is so juicy and interesting and we can all laugh together and provide catharsis for it. Um, And, of course, the Billboard stunt in 2021 was absolutely huge. Um, But probably one of my favourite shows and quite emotional shows was that show in the Torres Strait. Um, There was something really special about performing comedy, about giving uh, First Nations people a voice on Thursday Island with aboriginal and torres Strait islander comedians uh and performing for a very small crowd you know 60 to 80 people but it was mm. in a bowls club and it sounded so loud it was like it was like <laughs> 300 people <laughs> where they were in their bowls club um and it was just the, one of the funniest things and the bullying, the relentless bullying of Lewis Hobber for being a tall white man was wonderful. Um, yes. Yes. I, I heard that. Short, it I was short. I missed it, which was great. Um, but um, It was a
0: great pod. That was a great pod. A really it was just a pod.
1: really special show. And I walked away going, wow, fuck, you know, what a privilege to kind of be able to do these things. Mm. So, uh, and like we've given one of my personal joys is kind of giving people breaks as well. Like often rational fear is seen as a feeder for larger media jobs. So, um, Great folks like James Colley, who is now like head writer of Gruen and uh, Question everything. He kind of started out of rational fear. Mark Humphrey started out of rational fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabby Bolt famously started out at rational fear. So you kind of got a you kind of got a lo- lot of great faces who kind of started their career at rational fear and have done far better than I have done uh, in comedy mm-hmm. and media. And good on them. So it's um you know there's, that's a real privilege to kind of have a platform to find new voices, give people a go, and to have a really kind of fun space for comedians to say something about the world and that's kind of what we what we try to do, do you and find... we don't get many
2: platforms to do that either sorry gexa to no, no, to do stuff like that
1: well i mean yeah I, when when we started the show in 2012 there wasn't any platforms there was you know mm. there was no kind of daily show in australia and i really wanted mm. to create one so i created my own um and then fast forward 10 years in it, at one point you had question everything the weekly Tom Ballard, mm-hmm. which, well, Tom Ballard show was before Question Everything, um, and then uh, that you the had show. Uh, it was Gretcha, uh, mm-hmm. and then you had Sean McCarly's show as well, and so you can't had these vehicles. Pickering show is very much a is very much Pickering and Chris Walker's voice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sean's show is always very much Sean's voice, yeah. um, and and his writer's voice. Um, so there's not a real platformy show where yeah. where comedians can kind of you know, kind of kind of say something about the world um, in their own opinion. So I think this is kind of that's kind of what Irrational Fear does. It's it's um funny smart people um, talking about the world in, in funny ways, serious things in a funny way. Yeah,
2: That's mm. what we need more of. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> well, that's- you know. Wency, please go get a job at uh, at a network and commission a rational for you. That'll be great.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I yeah. to pull. Well, Sorry, I mean, talking out. about
0: that, Dan. No, no, absolutely. Talking about that, Dan. Um, that's what I want to talk to you about. When it comes to climate change, uh, comedy, and I mean, it's no comedy in climate change, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, when you've got a satirical sort of sketch or you, you're trying to do some sort of uh message as well as comedic, Um, etc etc um in australia is there sort of do you you have to skirt certain laws you know with the new sort of protests have come in and these sort of bullshit um i just wondered if sort of comedy gets hit a little bit from that side so you know if if, is there anything that you can't sort of touch that could be sort of skewed as illegal or etc etc from a climate perspective now
1: Well, I don't think we're allowed to make fun of Vegemite. I think that is the last thing most no mediums are allowed to you know, make jokes about yeast or yeast infections. Not allowed to say that. Um, no, uh, there is. you can kind of do anything you want. Um, and as long as it's funny, the only thing you really have to be worried about is defamation. Like, Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of be careful. Like, I can't go out on this podcast and say Lewis Hobber is a pedophile. I, I can't do that. I'm not allowed no. to. Um, he could we'll edit his...
2: that out, okay? <laughs> I'm
1: not, allowed, not to, allowed to do that. I'm to do that. Uh, no, are you allowed know. to say allegedly? No, no, no not even. <laughs> not even. Um, because these things these things are, that is like extremely dangerous territory. Like, you yeah. know, uh, I did um, an end of year wrap-up show this year. Um normally Alan Jones, my parody of Alan Jones hosts it. Mm. But I decided in the interest of good taste I would retire Alan Jones um <laughs> after the recent bunch of sexual assault allegations.
2: Mm, so true. Yep.
1: And also, um, I don't want to give any air to Alan Jones or talk about Alan Jones. Um, but also there is a there could be a risk of defamation if I did something, you know, now. Mm. Um, so I'll just Oh um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. AJ loves to see. But, truth is um... not and like truth is not like unfortunately truth is not <laughs> a defense of defamation. The, no. the defaming is is the thing that matters. Well, if you defame someone, whether whether something's true or not, then that's like that's the defamation.
0: Um, I, I think that comes to uh, something that I wanted to ask you. I'm not sure if it's true, but after what you just said, then I just wonder if there's any truth to the rumor that uh, Sky was looking to uh, replace you with AJ and maybe a parody show, or maybe with Spud and AJ <laughs>
1: show or something.
0: I just well, that,
1: uh, Alan Jones hasn't been on Sky for quite a few years. He started his own thing called Australian Digital Holdings with yeah, that's going well. <laughs> Protege Jake Thrupp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where he's got the money from. Apparently, James Pack has tipped in some money for, into it. But I've seen ads around Sydney on Sydney buses for, for Alan Jones' show on Australian Digital Holdings. And it's purely a YouTube play. It's a YouTube. Uh, show. Uh, that's that's say. what it is. So, um, yeah, I don't know who the who the audience is. I don't know if Alan Jones's audience is... Um, is young enough to know how to turn on YouTube. YouTube. So, yeah, <laughs> Exactly
0: what I was thinking. Exactly <laughs> <So, like>, it's <laughs>
1: just one of those things like it's the dumbest thing possible. Alan Jones should just go away. Mm, just, just retire. You're, just... You're, you're rich enough. Just don't, you don't need to do anything. Just disappear and never be heard of again. That's the easiest thing he that do. That would be good. If but, I was as yeah. rich as Alan Jones, I wouldn't be a public person. <laughs>
0: no, but, I mean, yeah, the problem true. is, Dan, he got that rich by being who he is, you know what I mean? So mm, um, that's, it. Yeah. that's Moving that's
2: in, in that circle of influencers of not the TikTok kind, but, yeah, just power. It's all about yeah. power, I think.
1: Yeah, totally, yeah. Well,
0: talking about complete shit shows, what um, –
2: what Not was your
0: thoughts on? Fear, no, we're talking about COP twenty eight. What was at your all, yeah. yeah? What were your sort of thoughts on that?
1: COP twenty COP twenty eight wasn't too bad. Um, I mean, you had a whole bunch of great news at the start of COP twenty eight, which where all the rich companies got together, all the rich countries got together to commit a very small amount of money for mitigation um, and resilience projects for for poorer countries, um, but. Th- that's still a pretty big win because people have been because countries have been asking for it for decades. So that's kind of exciting. So there's quite a few things to be um, excited about when it comes to COP28. So uh, the biodiversity stuff is interesting. The um, the resilience and mitigation fund is really interesting. Loss and damages fund is interesting. And very hopeful, and these things can now that they're kind of in play can ratchet up um, to be more significant, and no doubt they will. Um, So I think I don't think it's too I don't think it's too bad, but certainly the final text is a little (laughs) weaker than Mm. people had hoped. But I think you know, there's always another cop. There's one happening Mm. in Azerbaijan next year, so well. And that uh, and that asks the next question, which is
0: how 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 does that happen? How do they choose where these places go? I mean, why are they? They all bid, consistent? so
1: they, they they literally all bid. Australia is in a bidding process at the moment for COP thirty one in twenty twenty six. So, oh, okay. um, uh, and that could be in Brisbane in twenty twenty six, which is good. Um, but we're up against Turkey. So Turkey is seen not as a uh, not as a serious contender because they've got a whole bunch of uh, local domestic issues that are taking their attention away, like wars mm-hmm. in Azerbaijan and, um, and uh, Armenia um, and their natural disasters which they've been facing for the last little bit, earthquakes and such. So mm-hmm. while they're not really a serious contender, we think they might drop out in the next little bit and then mm-hmm. Australia will just Australia and the Pacific because it's a joint bid. Mm-hmm. So you have countries like Fiji and Vanuatu joining Australia. To kind of ha- hold a cop together, much to the chagrin of our uh, Pacific nations, uh, so Pacific friends. Um, so, so Australia's so...
0: going to do a Bradbury then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only two. There's only. I don't think. It, I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah. Well, it will be. Yeah, it'll be out of a sheer sheer luck. But I think Australian. I think to do a cop in in Brisbane is probably a, in the lead up to the In the lead up to the Olympics, is probably a, a great thing.
0: Uh, you know, you know it might I not mean, be Brisbane.
1: It could be great. I mean, it could be great in Canberra. Canberra could hold a cop. but these things have gotten so big, you kind of need a huge, huge space to hold them. Um, I think the last cop in Dubai, a hundred thousand people attended, which was wow, huge. It Jeez. is a, it is a big deal. That's an it's MCG. It. Yeah, it, it is massive. It is absolutely massive. Are, I went. To are Hawaii they just
2: and- delegates from governments?
1: uh delegates from governments civil society corporations um primarily so media uh media yeah Yeah. media yeah yeah. media lobbyists um civil society activists uh delegates from companies uh Mm. countries yeah um and so and lots and lots of lawyers. It is it is the Olympics of policy. It is the Olympics wow. of law- lawyers. So, yeah. if you've ever been to an Olympic Games, and I've been to a few, it, and I've been to a cop, it felt just like the Olympics. Walking into mm-hmm. uh, the main press center at uh, Olympic Games, or something. I guess
2: like that's that. why they play around with the words, and that's why it takes them so long all those days or weeks of negotiating is to get but those isn't, words isn't it? right and
1: there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of negotiations in the lead up to that and then they all get into a room and they literally spend days arguing over the placement of a comma so yeah. it is it is and those things are important or the argument mm. of the placement of one word you know yeah. phase down versus phase out like these are yeah. um these are uh these are big arguments and they the they determine, well, they don't determine too much, but they set intention. And I think mm. setting intention and goal setting is really important when it comes to Yeah, oh,
2: exactly. Especially when previous COPs, we've not really progressed that far. And like you said, COP28, you had that, what was it, phase down instead of phase out?
1: Yeah, so I think they ended movement. up scrapping phase down and phase out for something entirely different. Yeah,
2: yeah. But it was something that they'd never really considered before. Continuing. That was, mm.
1: was that it? Keekster. Continuing. Continuing. Continuing, okay. right. Yeah.
0: Instead of phase out or phase down. And continue. then now are
1: going to throw in abated, abated fossil fuels, abated emissions, which is a made-up word uh, for a made-up thing. <laughs> there so we we we're talking
0: carbon credit stuff there, aren't we?
1: Yeah, carbon credit <laughs> and carbon capture, yeah.
0: Yeah, stuff that doesn't work, which we all know about. Now, actually, talking about that, um,
1: you're, I mean,
0: Obviously, with uh, rational fear and everything else uh, that you're doing at the moment, um, uh, with that from a climate perspective, are you are you getting sort of uh, even more seriously into? A, I in am lead, a leadership position to actually start maybe trying to advise a bit more, or are you still staying in the comedy lane? And is it a it's hard to traverse or?
1: Uh, advise, like I'm going to become a, a lobbyist in Canberra. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be, be better me.
2: than the other lobbyists.
1: <laughs> no, just, no I, I make a comedy podcast. No, I don't think so. No, yeah, yeah.
2: So politics <laughs> not in 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 the in the field of view yet.
1: No, I don't think so. I think um I think I would want to um I think I would want to end my life if I end up working in. politics. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound very appealing.
2: No, no. Everything I hear about politics, you, you go in with your your values and your morals and everything else, and then once you're in the party machine, it all just goes away, and, and you just spew out whatever they need you to say.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's a great line in Sam Power's book um, uh, when she was ambassador to the UN. Um, she stormed into the White House, and Barack Obama said, hey, Sam what great american ideal have we betrayed today <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what it's like isn't it
1: and uh i think that's a, a knowing a very knowing wink and uh i think you know everybody who's inside those buildings knows exactly you know the pressures that they're all under to so the compromises mm. they all make this of an yeah. imperfect system
2: yeah for all their electorates and people that they've got a all the lobbyists and whoever else that they really. Yeah.
1: Um, so no, we, we're going to st- stick in the comedy lane for irrational yeah. fear, but hopefully there'll be, there's going to be another podcast, I think um, coming out. I'll give you the exclusive. It's called <laughs> sitting weeks. Um, and it's going to be me and Amy Ramikis. Um, and Amy's oh, going nice. to, Amy is going to explain to me the sitting week um, just passed. So we'll record a rational fear on the Thursday sitting week on the Friday um rational fear will come out on friday sitting Week will come out on saturday it'll only the only the only the first eight minutes of sitting week will go on the free feed and the rest will be on the patreon so this is going to be a way to build our patreon with sitting week so and when does that start up that's going to start uh, hopefully, uh, when sitting week starts again, yeah. So, so sitting
0: sitting weeks will that be under the irrational fear Patreon label? It will be. Yes. Yeah. So if
1: you're already a member of the irrational fear Patreon, you'll get mm-hmm. sitting weeks as well. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. And they, Excellent. I think Amy Rumicus is an absolute star. So. Oh, um, she is. And so oh, underused. She... <clears throat> like I just yeah yeah. So brilliant and underused, and she <laughs> needs to have her own podcast. So I'll make her one. <laughs>
0: Great decision. Excellent decision. Anytime I hear her on any YouTube, any of her articles there. She did a little potty a little while ago on I think it was on Full Story where she went up to Texas uh, Queensland.
1: Oh yeah. And, mm, yeah. Did, you, did, you, right. did you did you did you hear that one? This is the thing where she wrote a she A piece on you, the, a CWA, of gone of the CWA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Such a funny story, that one.
0: I was I was crying. That was hilarious.
1: Um, I felt so, so bad for Amy Remikis.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, but uh, fantastic. Um, just before you do go, Dan, uh, last time we had you on, I believe you were in inner city uh,
1: Sydney. This time I believe you have moved to the Southern Highlands. That's right. I'm, I'm now outside of Sydney, a couple of hours out outside of Sydney, and I've got a house with a podcast studio room studios and, uh, we can
2: see in the background yeah
1: Well, I don't want to flaunt my wealth uh, and my privilege but I have three toilets so <laughs> wow this is a big step up uh, from the one bedroom moldy apartment with mushrooms going out of the ceiling that I had in Bondi <laughs> I was renting in Bondi so it's nice I live in the country now it's um it's good fun and must be a ha-
2: pace of change change of pace
1: It is. I mean, the pace doesn't change. It's just different locations. So I'm still, everything I do is kind of from this room. So it's, I'm still super busy um, and go to Sydney every now and then for work. But um, it's just, um, yeah, it's just like, I actually haven't, actually haven't slowed down much at all. Just, uh, it's just full on.
0: So you can easily (laughs) remotely do everything that you're doing. um, That's it. Yeah. I, I
1: think one of the, one of the great, things about doing you know shows like at home alone together i was like wow i can actually produce an entire tv show from my bedroom there's no need to be anywhere i don't need to be at the abc i don't need to be um i don't need to have my social media posts um scrutinized by some idiot at the abc to have me fired so you know it's really <laughs> exciting to kind of you know uh, be in my own space with my own rooms and um and max us so already am producing um a pitch for a documentary for aidc and we've got a little animation in production with screen australia and a credible comedian called millie holton so that's a great animation that'll come out on tiktok um in april or may and um Uh, got a little bit of development for a tv show idea with another um, showrunner and creator friend of mine so it's like it's things are good you know and and, and then of course the podcast And then i'm doing like you know voiceovers and stuff from from this room as well so it's um you know things are things are all right yeah no
0: that's good and i imagine i imagine it must be good for your mental health too being out in the southern highlands getting out of sydney
1: it's great. Everything is six minutes away from everywhere else. So uh, I, I picked a town with <laughs> of an office works and nearby. And I said, well, as long as there's an office works in town, I will move there. So that's what we did. It was great. So uh, it, it's so remarkable to be like a six minute drive from anything the gym, mm. a cafe, an office works. Whereas in Bondi, it's literally half an hour to get out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Southern Highlands. Now I'm not that familiar with um, sort of New Th- New South Wales, to be honest. Um, the Southern Highlands is that? Is that particularly? Is it? I, I assume there's quite a bit of snow up there at times, or not now, but I mean during sort of winter, or is it? It, is it really snow.
1: It, it has in the past, like you know, I think in right. the 40s and 50s it snowed, but um, no, it's kind of like uh, you know, it's kind of like the Macedon Ranges, you know? Oh, to, okay, okay. If not, it's not crazy. Not too
2: high, not not elevated.
1: No.
0: Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds very good. Yeah. Well, look, Dan, as usual, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed having you on the show. Looking forward to seeing the Millions Download show in Melbourne
1: in a couple of weeks' time. I'm so excited you're all coming. It's very exciting. I uh, wish I you could.
2: You. I'm still in Brisbane, so I can't make it. But, yeah, oh, Kexter will no. fill me in. Yeah. No. yeah. And you're, oh, well. you're not coming up here for the World Science Show or anything like that, or
1: no? Did you come to the what? science one? On, on
2: no, last, last I was year? busy last year. I think it was last year, the year before when you came, so I
0: couldn't yeah, make like it. last year. It was really good. Yeah, I even told you about that one too. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> that was a great show. That was one of our favourite shows of last year. Fantastic! Oh my god! Fantastic
0: pod. It was. Brilliant. I can't
1: believe they come. I can't believe we haven't been booked again. <laughs> 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 I thought you had a good audience there. What was? What was? It was, was sold that? out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they want from me.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Dr. Carl's back here for the
2: World Science Fair, and a scientist. I can't remember his surname, first name. Barry Green, maybe.
1: Okay. Astrophysicist.
2: Oh, and then right. the debate. The debate show. I think Mark Humphries is in it, and someone else.
1: Oh right, can't remember yeah, exactly. But yeah,
2: should be interesting. I'll be trying to go to one or two of those shows.
1: Great, excellent. They, they, I was, I used to do, I did Night of the Nerds two years in a row. So maybe, maybe yeah, um, they are yeah. sick of me now. Maybe they want somebody else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they want your protege. That, that's a that's yeah. All it is. That's all. That's there.
1: it. Yeah, true. That's, that's it. all it is. That's
2: all. I'll there. heckle
0: him for you then.
1: Oh no, he's he doesn't, does it. Mark does an absolutely tremendous job. He's so good, such a consummate. Oh, yes. host.
0: He's very funny man. Absolutely. He's very good. As are you, Dan. And uh, we enjoy uh, following uh, everything that's happening on the Irrational Fear side. And we'll uh, keep in touch. And thank you very much for your time again. Mm. Hey, thanks and, so much.
1: And congratulations on 150 episodes. It's really, uh, soon you're going to be catching up to us. I mean, we're only up to 212. So <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to go right past that. just got to increase
2: those downloads. That's
0: all. Yes, that'd be
1: nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. Absolutely. Right.
0: Awesome. Right. Take care. Thanks Have a great a lot, year. And we'll talk you to you later. later on. Okay. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. The new Blurt is brought to you by Wency and Kickstarter. usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com. And we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off the Glass Productions brought to you by Wincy and Gester.